So welcome to another episode of Livewire. Uh, and this one is a global update where I share about the, the new things that have happened on Pays. So in order to make this uh, relevant to everybody who's watching or listening on podcast, um, I also want to talk about growth and ask the question, how would you grow something, anything really, a, a business, a church, an organization, um, a family, um, as far as um, empowering and helping your children? And how would you grow yourself? Uh, I think there are two things that need to be done simultaneously. But before I share that, let me read uh, a passage of scripture that was given to me uh, the day I set off to walk across England and pray for England um, when I believe that God was telling us many years ago to grow a national organization. It's uh, from Isaiah. Here we go. Enlarge the place of your tent, stretch your tent curtains wide, do not hold back, lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes, for you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. Do not be afraid, you will not be put to shame. That passage was interesting um, to read even then because at the time, the whole section about dispossessing other nations was completely irrelevant. Uh, I was even struggling to believe that Pays would grow outside of Manchester to the rest of the nation. I wasn't even thinking about other nations. But I think that passage includes the two things that need to be done simultaneously to grow anything. In my words, there are these two things. One, you have to grow expectations. You have to raise expectations of, of the people you work with and what is achieved. But as well as raising expectations, you need to uh, highlight and bring greater resources to those people in order that they can meet those expectations. If you do one or the other, you're going to struggle. It's just a simple fact. You're either going to do one and you're going to raise expectations. And what you're going to do is just keep, keep pushing people. And that's what Jesus accused the Pharisees of. He said, you give them a heavy burden, but you don't lift a finger to help them. At the same time, if we just resource people, but we don't raise expectations, we just stay where we are and we lack momentum and we don't grow. In the passage, it talks about enlarging the place of the tents. So when a family grew, literally uh, an addition to the tent was put on. But at the same time, they had to strengthen the stakes or the tent would just implode upon itself. Again, I think it was the Roman Empire that grew, but outgrew itself. It never never strengthened itself and just eventually imploded. On pays, what I say is we, we never release people, we resource them. When someone goes to start pays in a new nation, I don't release them in my mind. I don't just kind of cut them off and off they go and hopefully they succeed. I resource them, we resource them and we're still very deeply connected. Apart from those two practical things you need to do, there's one characteristic that's important as well, which is um, ownership and faithfulness. So I'm going to play you uh, what I think is a neat video by the Navy SEALs, uh, the US Navy SEALs. And in it, they share the four things that we need to do personally if we're going to grow. So please watch the video, then download the worksheet and look at the four things, the specific things that the Navy SEALs wants us to discuss based on the short video that they uh, you're about to see. 
Hopefully you'll find this challenging, uh, maybe simple, but encouraging. One of the things that's really important in extreme ownership is being able to check your ego, have the humility to, to admit and own those mistakes so that you can overcome them and, and accept constructive criticism. Yeah, when I get asked, you know, what makes somebody fail as a SEAL leader? 99.9% .9 of the time, it doesn't have anything to do with their physical skills or their mental toughness. What it has to do with is the fact that the person's not humble enough to accept responsibility when things go wrong, accept that there might be better ways to do things and they just have a closed mind, they can't change. And that's what makes a person fail as a leader. Obviously, ego is something that drives people. It's something that pushes people to do better that competitive spirit, which in the SEAL teams we absolutely have with each other. You know, whether we're going for a run or going uh, on a pistol range, everything is competitive all the time. And that's ego driving, you know, you wanna win. Where ego becomes the enemy is when their ego gets too big. And now they can't take criticism. They can't make any changes because they believe that their way of doing things is the best. And worse of all, they can't take ownership when mistakes happen. So instead, they just point the finger at other people, whether it's down the chain of command and say, well, my guys didn't execute it right, that's why we failed, or even up the chain of command. They'll say, oh, my boss didn't give me the support I needed, so it's their fault that I failed. With extreme ownership and that mentality, you get control of your ego and you say, listen, regardless of where that problem came from, it's my responsibility to get it solved. So if my guys didn't do what I want them, wanted them to do down the chain of command, that means I didn't give them the guidance, the training, the parameters, they didn't understand the mission well enough, all those are my fault. And if I didn't get the support from up the chain of command, well, that's my fault as well. I didn't educate my boss, I didn't explain to them what we needed, I didn't influence them to make the right decisions to support what we were doing. Even the enemy, you know, I can't blame the enemy if we, if we get caught um, off guard. That means we weren't ready enough. What that actually does is allows you to not only own problems, but own solutions. No leader has it all figured out. And you can't do it all yourself. You gotta rely on other people. So uh, you gotta ask for help. You gotta empower the team. And you gotta be able to accept constructive criticism. When things do go wrong, when, when, when bad things happen, you gotta be able to take ownership of them. If you can't take ownership, you gotta be weeded out of the organization. Okay, so hopefully that was helpful to you as you discuss the questions that we put on the worksheet. Now, let me, uh, let me look at uh, Pays and let me share with you the things that we've done to enlarge, to stretch, to lift our expectations and to grow Pays. Um, this is supposed to be over the last 12 months, but actually most of these things, in fact, all of them have happened just over the last three to four months. These are things we put in place to expand because we want to take what the Navy SEALs call extreme ownership. We're not just leaving it to chance and we're not fatalistic, we're, we're acting in faith. Uh, faith is about hearing the word of God, believing it and putting it into place. So we believe God wants us to reach out to many people and these are the things we've done. So first of all, let me talk about new nations. It's been a real pleasure to uh, plant pays in Australia, in Brisbane, uh, on the Gold Coast. And that started in August with uh, our national director, and his wife, Tony, and Junie, Julie Miller. Um, really excited about that. We've got our first team. We've already got churches uh, lining up for another team anytime now, which is really fantastic. Um, in August, we've already got churches interested. We've got a team leader and some team members already applied to plant pays in Canada. 
So next August, August 2016, we'll be planting peas in Canada. Uh, two other nations that are looking fairly likely for some time around 2017 are Holland and Nigeria. So they're four new nations that were either in the process somewhere of planting. Courses and tracks are the next thing that I want to share with you. So uh, for 20 years really, uh, Pays has been mainly working with young people, but we now have four different courses. Uh, the courses relate to the people we're reaching, the tracks relate to the specific skill set uh, or opportunity that we're giving people. So we have four courses, but various different tracks for each course. Pays Project works with youth, uh, but the tracks that people can do are sports, performing arts, music, uh, or they can do a personalised track where they just work on their own personal gifts. A second uh, course is infrastructure. Infrastructure is working with the organisational side of a business. and uh, We have media, uh, we have personnel like human resources, uh, we have finance and communication and training tracks that people can do. So they can do an infrastructure course and then choose one of those five tracks. Uh, we have the collective, Pays Collective, which is a course to reach not youth, uh, not work necessarily just with uh, infrastructure, but um, to reach adults. And there are three tracks, church planting, church repurposing and college aged ministry. And then fourthly, uh, we have Pays Venture. Uh, Pays Venture works with businesses and the tracks depend on the different types of businesses people want to choose to work with. Right now, we're particularly working with a software company, one of the fastest growing software companies in Texas, and we're piloting that, which has been really exciting. For me, one of the most exciting things of this year has been Pays Venture, putting apprentices in a business and watching them uh, do a mission outreach because you're loved and watching them um, create havarims. So in, in one business, we have 50 uh, members in that business, 10 people from that business uh, every week come to the Havarim Bible study. Now it's grown and they're about to transport that and place the Havarim in a different room where not just the business we work with, but other businesses go and include them. So we're very excited about that. And see mentoring take off as well. So the courses and tracks are allowing us to reach more people and recruit far more people for what we do. We've just launched uh, Because You're Loved 3.0. And this is a way of launching this award-winning now um, campaign or missions campaign. It's three different missions over a one-year campaign, three weeks over one year, helping people to uh, speak their faith, helping them to show their faith practically and bring people to faith as well. So we were delighted that uh, in the UK, this uh, this uh, program that, that we have, that was originated by Matt Riley, our national director in Ireland, it's grown, it's gone through um, a metamorphosis, it's grown twice and we're on to 3.0. And the great thing is it won an award and it's taken off worldwide. But now uh, 3.0 is created in such a way anybody can do this, even if they're not on page. So we expect uh, multiple uh, courses to start, multiple campaigns. Let me just introduce the campaign video that explains how Because You're Loved works. Because you're loved, why not tell others? You can start the campaign wherever you are. 
in your workplace, your neighborhood, your school, anywhere. Because You're Loved contains three one-week missions that are spread over a year. The purpose is to go with others, training them to share God's love in three specific ways. One, Dared to Love helps people show their faith. Each day during the week, participants are invited to perform five simple challenges. Two, Who Loves You? encourages people to share their faith. They create a simple video telling their story. Three, Bring the Love trains people to bring others to faith. An emphasis is placed on not simply inviting people somewhere, but taking them there. And each of the three weeks ends with a special type of event. Because your love has gone global. Why? Because it's simple, but effective. And you can use our programs while at the same time adding your own creative ideas. Once you register, we give you the resources for free. Why? Because you're loved. And so is everyone else you come into contact with. So I love Because You're Loved, um, mainly because it's just motivating so many people now to speak, share, and bring people to faith. I wonder if you can guess also um, which page on our website receives the most hits. Just think about that for the moment. Is it the home page? Actually, I don't think it is. Is it some of the other pages? Certainly not. The page that receives the most hits is our Life Shapes page, the page where you can go and do a personality test. We have tons of people every week uh, filling this out from around the world. And what we've done to help recruitment is now we can find out who fills in the test, send it to different national, uh, national directors from the nation that they're filling in the test, and we can get back to them and tell them about pay. So it's another recruitment uh, tool, uh, helpful if you're building something to think through, you know, what are the ways that people are engaging with us and how do we use those ways to engage with them? And that's what we're doing through Life Shapes. Last thing, I think. So this is the front cover of my next book, uh, The Seed and the Lion. This book is about finding direction in life. And you're looking at the cover now. You're the first people to see it. Okay, let me just very quickly explain this book. You know, a lot of people, um, I think, ask the wrong questions when they're looking for vision. You know, Lord, where should I go? Lord, what should I do? Lord, when should I go there? I think they're poor questions. I think there's a better question to ask. So not only do I talk about this better question, but I also show diagrams to help people find where they are on the path that God is taking them and help them think through what might be next and what God might be leading them into. It's a whole different way of discovering where God is leading you in your life. And my hope is, as people read the book from outside of Pays, it will highlight Pays and the opportunity to discover more about God's plan for them on Pays. So that's another thing we're doing to enlarge, to reach more people and recruit more people. Um, 
Most of these things about enlargement really are about that. It's about recruiting people and engaging people in what we're doing. I don't know how much, uh, if you have your own organization or you're leading a church or business, I don't know how often you think about how do I engage with new people that we're not already engaged with. And for me, uh, the book is one of the ways of doing that. That book will be out in January or February 2016 if it's not already out by the time you're watching this video. Last thing about enlargement is we created a new website. That website was out this year, uh, was launched um, uh, um, or relaunched this year, which was great. But what we've done is we've changed the way it works so that the SEO is increased. SEO is search engine optimization. So more people should hopefully be able to find about a Christian gap year or apprenticeship when they just Google it or put it into some search engine on the website. So these are the things that we've been doing to enlarge what we do. And in a few moments, I'm gonna explain some of the things we've done to strengthen what we do on pays. Let me just say this, leadership as, as one guy, Paul Scanlon, a English pastor once said, is like driving a double-decker bus. As a leader, you know where you're starting and you know the destination you're going to go to. But different people um, come on the bus and leave the bus at different stops along the way. And not everybody's going to be able to go on the journey with you. If you're committed to growth, if you really believe that the people you're impacting are worth you growing constantly, then some people are going to get on because they like what you're doing in 2015. 2016 but as you change and develop it gets to 2018 the expectations are higher the resources are higher but they're thinking I don't know if I want to do this anymore I don't know if the amount of effort that is required or the changes that I have to make are equal to uh, the value I placed on what we're doing for other people we do on pays we believe that we should be improving what we do on a monthly and yearly basis but let me give you one more workshop to think through. Um, let me, hopefully you'll download the worksheet and ask these specific questions. How have you challenged others to go to a higher level this year? And what have you done to resource them in order that they can accomplish this? Take some time thinking about uh, those two questions. Uh, if you're on Page, you're maybe on Page Project or Page Venture, uh, think about the people you're ministering to, the young people, the people in the business. What have you done to raise their expectations? Uh, and what have you done to uh, equip them in order to meet those expectations? Okay, thanks for listening. Take a little bit of time to discuss those questions and we'll come back and look at some really interesting things that we've done recently, some very exciting things to strengthen what we do and make it not just bigger, but better. So hopefully you've just discussed how you can enlarge and what you've done to enlarge and to grow what you've been doing. But as I've said before, what's equally important and simultaneously should be done uh, is strengthen what you do. Um, I'm not a believer in, you know, we have a season of growth and then we have a season of strengthening. I think we should kind of 50-50 or at least to some degree be doing both those things at the same time. So here's what we've been doing to strengthen um, pays and make what we do even better. The first thing uh, is very exciting. It's a financial assistance policy. 
Um, so this is a way that we are able to help nations in poorer countries. One of the exciting things about this year is that we've been able to increase the financial assistance that we've given to pays nations in, in poorer countries by 374%. So in 2015, we were able to give almost four times as much money as we gave in 2014, which absolutely delights me. But also, just recently, in the last few weeks, we came up with this financial assistance policy. So there are three parts to it, three different types of grants. Um, one is to help towards salaries for like national directors or key leaders. Another one is towards help for recruitment. Another one is kind of like a bridging, um, not a loan because we give them money, but kind of like a bridging amount of money to help people get from here to there if there's some specific um, um, timing that they need covered financially. And we're able to do that. We've done it in such a way that the nation uh, has to do something themselves and then we add to it. Um, but we're really excited about that. And, and the, the uh, nations, all the nations tithe in and we're able to take that money plus money we're able to raise and do that. So we're really excited about that, particularly the fact that we're able to give four times as much money away uh, last year than the year before. And who knows what we'll be able to do this year. Another thing that we've done to strengthen what we do uh, that's very exciting is that we now have confirmation of accreditation. So last few days, we got confirmation that our course will be accredited by um, a Bible college in the UK and some other places uh, by an organization called NCFE, uh, which is connected to the University of Gloucestershire in the UK. That means that uh, people who want to upgrade to um, the accredited course with PAYS will do exactly what the, everybody else does, keep a little bit more information, keep a bit more of a record of what they do, uh, do a couple of exams. But now what will happen is they'll get a qualification that is equal to a first year at a college. So if they go off to college, they've already got their first year by doing a year on PAYS. Uh, the second benefit to that is if they want to stay with PAYS, they'll be able to do a degree and we're working with these agencies and these places of further education to present a whole degree. The course will be in applied theology. So people can come on PAYS in any of our different courses and they can get a uh, accredited qualification, which I think really strengthens what we do. It means that we have a greater expectation. People can, can get something more out of pays, but at the same time, we're going to be able to resource them as well. So I'm particularly excited about that. You can find more details on that at the website, which is constantly going to be updated. So just as I talked about, because you love 3.0, what we've just created is the Flow 3.0. If you're not sure what the Flow is, it's the way that we uh, help um, true authentic discipleship on pays and flows that we disciple. So we've just created this system of a model and modules. So a template, if you like, where you can take it and anything you want to teach or disciple somebody in, whether it's a spiritual principle or a practical skill, you can take this template and you can create a discipleship uh, session, if you like, around that template. But we're also now giving out modules where the whole thing's been done for you 
uh, and you can take a pre-written module and disciple somebody. It starts with experience because that's the philosophy we have on Pays. We take people on experience and then we educate them. We don't educate them and then just hope they have an experience. We give them an experience, we take them somewhere and then we show them along the way where they can find God in that experience or learn that skill or that principle. So the Flow 3.0 is about to be launched. We're very excited. There'll be a website with that. Um, so there'll be a, a Flow website as well as there is a Because You Loved website, which is out right now. One of the things that we've done to help people um, share the story of Pays is we've created a media box. This really is just for people on Pays. So we, we know that one of the best ways to increase our effectiveness is by recruiting others. I often think for me, this, this sorts out the men from the boys as far as who's really doing this for their own experience and who's really doing Pays to actually help the people they're supposed to be helping. Those who do it just for themselves don't tend to recruit, don't tend to promote what they do because really it's just about their experience. Those who are really passionate about the young people know that the minute they recruit one more person, they effectively double what they've just done. Um, so we, we want to raise our expectations and say, hey, you need to be recruited, but we've got to a lot of, off, uh, of effort to uh, provide a media box where people can go in and they can get ready-made video clips and pictures where they can just literally go in the media box, click a button and send those things to their social media. We've made it so uh, effective really, that if you have a heart to recruit others in order to help the young people that you can't reach, then you can go to the media box every day and just post something. It's already there, it's all been done for you. And finally, let me mention one more thing that's more of a technical thing, but we think is really effective. And that's what we call the automated application system uh, or APSIS. Uh, APSIS is a way that we now, when we've recruited people, we take them through the application system in a, in a different way. It's a lot smoother, everybody's given a number and it's a lot more effective. For most of you, that's not gonna be that important. Uh, for us nerds who are all about recruiting people and all about making that a more effective system and removing obstacles, we're really excited about that. So the main thing I'm trying to do through this update is, is help people who are on page understand some of the things that are going on. I'd love to hear from you what uh, is the most exciting things uh, from that. So if you're watching this and you want to connect with me through Twitter or Facebook, I'm going to put up my Twitter and Facebook address now. Then friend me, connect with me, follow me and send me a direct message and let me know out of those things we mentioned in this update, what excites you and why. Um, but for those of you who are not on pays, um, hopefully just this idea, very simple idea of you need to raise your expectations if you're going to grow something, but you also need to raise the resources you give people. That simple principle, I hope and pray, will just stay with you and help you think through how you do that. With that in mind, let's finish with our last workshop. Here are the questions. How have you challenged yourself to go to a higher level? And secondly, what have you done to resource yourself in order to accomplish this? If you're on pays, uh, if you're a little bit lazy, then you'll just allow just us to resource you. But if you're a little bit more driven, then God willing, you're also looking for other ways. You're reading other books, you're listening to other podcasts, you're 
not neglecting the things Pays gives you, but you're adding more to it. Take time out in this workshop, whether you're on Pays or not, to ask those two questions. What are you doing to lift your expectations and what are you doing this year to resource yourself in a greater way?